0: Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host Tim and Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome to Right Spokane Perspective. On this Friday episode, we are going to be talking about some fireworks today. After some inspiration, we don't have Shannon with us. She's still away doing that caregiving thing she is so good at, and we're going to get this. Out of a uh, men's devotional book today, the topic is The Power of Demonstration, 2 Timothy three ten to 17 And all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. My attempts at fixing things around the house usually lead to paying someone else to undo the damage. But recently, I successfully repaired a home appliance by watching a YouTube video with step-by-step details. Paul was a powerful example to his young protege, Timothy, who watched him in action. From prison in Rome, Paul wrote, You know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, and sufferings. In addition, he urged Timothy to continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it and how, from infancy, you have known the Holy Scriptures. Paul's life demonstrated the necessity of building our lives on God's Word. He reminded Timothy that the Bible is our powerful, God-given source. As we thank God for everyone who who helped us grow in faith. We are challenged to follow their example as we seek to teach and encourage others. That's the power of demonstration. So the power of demonstration obviously isn't like a political demonstration, but maybe it should be. So the power of demonstration is living and doing as an example, and maybe you'll find it on YouTube, but I think we need to present it to future generations by what we do today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for our ability to broadcast and bring light of things in the world, light of things in our own community around us. Lord, thank you for those that help keep us on the air and pray that our conversations in this coming year will be to your glory and also edify the needs of our listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. So, folks, yes, we are going to have a ton of interviews coming. We've kind of taken a break from some of the interviews here lately while folks are preparing to jump into 2024, hopefully with encouraged zeal to, you know, accomplish those things that they feel are are best for their families and their community. And we've got the legislative session that's going to be uh, jumping in, and we're going to be getting legislators on to be talking about all of those Things, those bills that will be in committee hearings and being discussed. And looking at the inspiration today on demonstration, I think we've, I'm thinking back to New Year's Eve when I came into the studio to, to do a few shows and it was a foggy Sunday evening. Fireworks were going off everywhere, which is why I called the episode Friday Fireworks Episode was because thinking about the law, thinking about the legislature, going into session, thinking about our local government and an interim police chief while we're waiting for a interim city administrator to come up with a, a process and hiring of a new police chief, we fund so many agencies and all those agencies can are supposed to conform to, what the legislature lays out and the city council lays out in ordinance and laws. And in in going to the studio on New Year's Eve to do a show, all these fireworks going off, I'm thinking, this drives a lot of people crazy that don't like the fireworks. And, of course, some people, it's, you know, 4th of July, there's dry conditions, they don't want fires started. But I'm thinking New Year's Eve, it was so humid and the fog was, was so thick, it was kind of difficult to see the fireworks in a way, but it also enhanced the fireworks in another way with how the fog grabbed the light of, of the fireworks. And I thought local government making a law against something that happens continually on a regular basis kind of undermines the legitimacy of government when they create laws that they can't enforce. What's the purpose of an unenforceable law. There isn't one except to be there to control those that they'd like to control because if they're not enforcing the law uniformly on a regular basis, you have a tyranny. You have a law that's in place that they'll use to fine or enforce on an individual basis for whatever reason, but other folks across town maybe get away with it on a continual basis. So then it doesn't become a law, it becomes a tyranny. And a lot of laws have been proposed uh, at the local level and at the state level that were completely unenforceable, and so those laws didn't pass. Sometimes I've seen the actual state agencies that would be tasked with enforcing the laws, testifying, saying, look, you're, you're going to task us with an impossible set of procedures and methods and then that makes our agency out of compliance with the law because we can't enforce the law you put forward so i think about that with the new police chief coming in and all of the things going on in our local government you know the, the new camping ordinance and the open drug use and all the laws that our government hasn't been able to enforce that puts our government in a place where like in the inspiration they're not demonstrating lawful behavior because the laws that they're tasked with enforcing are not being enforced. Now, I was actually against, and I know this might come to a surprise or be there might be some listeners that might not be very happy about this, but I don't know what it was, 20 years ago maybe, that they outlawed fireworks in the city of Spokane. But I was actually against it then. And part of the reason was, how are they going to enforce this? They're just going to have law enforcement everywhere all the time, especially near holidays, because the fireworks didn't start just on New Year's Eve. There was fireworks going off several days in advance, probably people, you know, getting ready, setting up their their platforms, whatever they're going to do to light off their fireworks. But I heard of no, almost no enforcement of the law. And, of course, how could they? There was fireworks going off every three blocks somewhere in the city. And if you drove across the city either last year on 4th of July or on New Year's Eve, that's what you saw. And when a citizenry sees an otherwise law-abiding citizen not following the law, what kind of example, like in the inspiration, what does that demonstrate to the citizenry? Either we have a government that is fine with making everyday citizens all over the city or the state, whatever, level of governance you'd like to look at, it makes those citizens all criminals. And of course, we've talked about the, the book before on this show about every citizen in the United States on average violates three federal laws because of the immense, the, the gross size of our government and the laws it's created. I think this year, the theme of 2024 should be clearing the books, clearing the laws they can enforce. Now, of course, a lot of folks would be against that because then they'd be clearing laws they're not enforcing that they should be enforcing. I mean, there's some basic things, I think, that in this country, one of the, we're all concerned about the economy. There's been lots of polls done, and more and more people now are concerned with also public safety, but that's been an ongoing thing, of course, when people talk about their government, what they want the government to do it's public safety. And what is public safety? It's enforcing the laws having to do with keeping citizens safe, whether it's, you know, criminal behavior or, or drug trafficking, or, or maybe even fireworks. I think there was a lot of citizens probably on New Year's Eve night, maybe they had to to work the next morning or, or maybe they were sleeping because they work odd shifts and the fireworks were going off. And so they're frustrated with the government that didn't enforce the laws and then there's kind of the the thumbing the nose of citizens at the government that they were just going to go ahead and light off fireworks anyways and the attitude is becoming more and more why shouldn't you light off fireworks obviously homeless encampments and drug dealers can stand on the corner and you can call crime check and you can call law enforcement to deal with a, a drug house in your neighborhood And nothing seems to happen. Sometimes it just takes a lot of persistence of neighbors complaining over and over. Yeah, there's a drug house over here. And, you know, my stuff in my garage is getting stolen. And, you know, the citizens have realized that government has failed in its basic obligations in enforcing the law. So why not light out fireworks? But I think there's a broader problem with the thinking of, of not just our government, but the reaction to our government's failures by the citizenry when we look at things like the the border that's a, to me that's a trespassing issue you trespass into another person's country and i think oftentimes our law enforcement trespassing obviously those neighborhoods where stuff is stolen in their garage stuff is stolen off their back porch by maybe a drug house down the street people that are free, frequenting there the the big laws that are causing the problem the root cause of the problem the drugs is hardly enforced but there's a trespassing there too especially if they opened a gate to have to go around obstacles to gain access to private property there's a trespassing there that's not enforced at all From many of the stories of the criminal behavior that i've heard about the residential theft issue the theft isn't even really enforced there's no penalty for the crime so as I came into the studio to do the show at the first of the year on that uh, New Year's Eve, it was hard for me to think that those that were lighting off fireworks were committing a crime because the law itself has become lawless. And it's hard to think about laws as being lawless. You know, I'd, I'd love the, the constitutionally protected rights. I want a government that follows the constitution. I want the government to follow the laws, but if a government creates laws, they're not going to enforce and the government itself becomes lawless. Is that government going to be looking at the constitution and the bill of rights as it moves forward? It sure seems like it's not, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit more. We're going to take a break and come back and talk about some more things that uh, might encourage the lighting off of fireworks but I would never encourage anyone to break the law. So hold those punks at bay. Now I'm talking about the punks that used to light off fireworks with. I know that that's going to be terminology that's foreign to the last generation that didn't light off fireworks in the Spokane because they didn't get that free punk with their fireworks, but we're not going to get punked over the whole thing, but we're going to take a break. We're going to be right back. Welcome to 2024. Yes, Right Spokane Perspective is still on the air. Thanks to you listeners that have contributed to keeping the show going. Yes, those contributions go directly to the show. We fell a little bit short last year in our fundraising. We need to make sure that we can continue the show throughout the year. So you can go to rightspokaneperspective.com to contribute or send those most generous checks to P.O. Box 7620-99207 and make those checks payable to Right Spokane Perspective. Again, we want to stay on the air. We're going to be bringing you interviews throughout the legislative session about the things that are going on at the state capitol there in Olympia, and we'll be bringing you more interviews to keep us all informed on the things in our local community. Let's keep us on the air. Thanks again and back to the show. And welcome back to Right Spokane Perspective on this Fireworks Friday episode, talking about enforcing the law. It's interesting that laws are so selectively enforced. I know that some of the laws that are not really selectively enforced, uh, yeah, maybe so. I mean, that's on paperwork on an honesty level, some of these laws aren't enforced, but the laws about tax revenue, Tax revenue laws are, I think, probably enforced more than many other laws. And that tax revenue is used in ways that really frustrates a lot of citizens, which is probably why a lot have decided to go ahead and light off those fireworks. That That's kind of their protest, right? As At the beginning of the show, we talked about demonstration. We've got to live out things for the next generation to see how we act and see how we live and see how we worship and demonstrate the right way of doing things. Well, the demonstration of uh, a lot of citizens in celebrating their freedom, you know, was lighting up fireworks on the 4th of July. And I think a lot of the fireworks getting set off on New Year's Eve in Spokane that has many years ago outlawed the lighting of fireworks was them demonstrating to their children and to their government that they're not in favor of their laws and they enjoy freedom. But I, th- I think one of the laws that a lot of folks, you can't just light fireworks to to demonstrate or protest these laws is all the tax revenue that's taken from us to do things with our government that maybe we don't appreciate. And I'll talk about a couple of those things and it's interesting I'm going back into and I'm looking at the uh, Epic Times actually. The Epic Times is it's an interesting news source. It seems that it's it's got a different feel than uh, many of the publications, so I like to look at some of their articles. And the front page of the last edition was uh, about a small the the top article was a small New York town was devastated as a gun plant shuts down and that's something that th- these two issues that I want to bring out from the epic times that are not local but they sure have some local feels to them when you're talking about Washington state because we're we're facing some of these very same things here in Washington so it says small new york town devastated as a gun plant shuts down the village of ilion faces an uncertain future with impending closure of the Remington plant and the loss of 270 jobs. So the reason why I'm covering this is because we also have in Washington State firearms manufacturers that are going to be shutting down their plants because of government laws that restricted the manufacturing of those firearms by those companies and so they're going to be shutting down plants, which take away jobs. And, of course, one of the functions of government, which I don't think it should be, but one of the functions that our government thinks its job is to do is create jobs. Now, does government actually create jobs? Uh, for the most part, it doesn't unless it just funds big agencies and then, you know, hands out money to people to to do good in the community or something. But it's normally corporations that actually create the jobs because it's an innovation it's a product it's a service that they're going to sell on the uh, open market the free market so this new york plan is shutting down and it's going to lose 270 jobs in another location in the country in this epic times article uh town residents sue to keep out an ev battery company so the suit is against the battery giant with links to the chinese communist Party. So where's the local implications on that issue? Well, we had just covered that a couple of weeks ago on the show about a manufacturer being opened up in Moses Lake, and they're going to be creating EV batteries. Now, I don't know that they're tied to a Chinese Communist Party, but I think it's interesting that they got $100 million, this company, this uh, nanotechnologies company, that got a contract with Panasonic to create these uh, lithium batteries in Moses Lake, hundred million dollars from our government. That's our money being used to create jobs. But at the same time, our government is cutting off the manufacturing of firearms. You know, our second amendment, right? It's a product that the government really shouldn't be restricting as much as they are. And that damaged jobs. Now they're getting, involved in the creation of, of batteries because they're pushing an agenda to get us off of fossil fuels. The problem is, is that all the precious metals and the things to create all these batteries and the amount of fossil fuels, uh, it's pretty negligible that there's going to be any benefit as far as the reduction of use of fossil fuels. The only issue is that it really transitions fossil fuels more to China uh, as if we don't live on the same globe and share the same air, it's just going to get burned in another location. So it's, to me, it's disingenuous or, or it's just a lie. It's, it's an agenda that's going to make more Washingtonians, more Americans poor because they're going to force us into products and force us into energy solutions that aren't affordable for everyday working Americans. So back to this article, these uh, American subsidiary of Goshen High Tech Company, a lithium battery company with ties to Communist Chinese Party currently stands to gain half a billion dollars in state incentives. Today, the people of Mantino have spoken. We do not want this plant in our town. Amanda Piker, a local activist with concerned citizens of Montano, the plaintiff in the lawsuit, told the Epic Times in a September announcement by the Illinois Governor Pritzker, a Democrat, and Montano Mayor Timothy Nugent were among the officials who hailed a deal to bring Goshen to town to manufacture lithium electric vehicle batteries at the site of a former center, a former distribution center for Kmart. The company is eligible for incentives valued at $536 million from the state. And the county also offered a 30 year property tax abatement. So, this is the government picking winners and losers over in Illinois. And then, of course, in a town in New York having to do with gun manufacturing. And I just found that interesting that this Epic Times that was looking at these two different states and government impacts on jobs, and government impacts on commerce with massive subsidies, wouldn't it be nice if you didn't have to pay some of your local property taxes for 30 years? Wouldn't it be nice if the government went hand over your small business a huge chunk of money to basically just do the business you're already doing? Because that's what the government has decided they're going to use, the resources they take from us, so that they can either write laws that destroy one industry and then write laws that spend money to prop up another industry that fits their political agendas. Well, it looks like the the town in Illinois has stopped the manufacturing there, uh, at least temporarily. I don't know if those citizens are going to ultimately be successful, but the prospects of well over $500 million in incentives and thirty years abatement basically on their property taxes, or thirty-year property tax, yeah, are pretty big hill to climb for a citizen group to stop. It, you know, stopping temporarily with lawsuits can occur, but in the long term, uh, these large corporations and of course the Chinese Communist Party are going to want more access to American markets. We've seen these car companies that have uh, moved over to the EVs and they've failed. Even though they've gotten massive tax dollars, here's here's the fireworks that are going off. It's not, it's not just the electric batteries that are catching fire. It's our national debt. It's the future of, of commerce and citizens' ability to affordably travel. And, and that wick's getting short. They've lit the wick on a future explosion in economic activity for working families because they're pushing an agenda and subsidizing it. These big car companies are now starting to, GM and Ford, are starting to abandon the production of their EVs even though they've gotten tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars of incentives to do so. And the companies that were making the batteries are now getting hundreds of millions of dollars in incentives. And some of those incentives are going straight to Chinese corporations. And it's kind of interesting that the GM and Ford plants that have shut down, that have cost, again, the government, I thought they were trying to create jobs. Oh, no. Now plants are shutting down the jobs that the government created through the car industries because the electric cars aren't selling because the consumers are looking at them saying the same thing that I said several years ago, I know cars. And actually I've got some inspiration coming up. I think I'll be talking about cars and our inspiration on Monday, but the cars are not going to be something you hand down to your children. Most of these electric vehicles are not going to be two and three owner, four owner vehicles. They're not going to be vehicles that can be restored and kept on the road. They're going to be throwaway vehicles that have a very high cost of maintenance when you're talking about replacing the battery, replacing the batteries, tens of thousands of dollars more than the car is worth to replace the batteries five to seven years after you buy the car. And of course, you're limited on where you can go, how far you can travel. And of course, if the power's out or if it's cold, it's going to be hard to use these vehicles because the charge isn't going to last as long or you're not going to be able to charge it if there's a power outage. So the the consumers mostly have abandoned these and a lot of the consumers that have purchased electric vehicles, many of them it's understood that they were buying a status symbol, not the most affordable vehicle uh, to get to and fro. So they're buying a status symbol that was more expensive than your everyday vehicle to own. Also, the taxpayer was hugely subsidizing those purchases because of tax breaks on the purchase of the vehicle, but we're also subsidizing the manufacturing of the batteries, which is benefiting an international foe. So GM and Ford do this, why is Tesla doing, why is Tesla doing so well in its marketing? Well. I think Tesla was early on on the status symbol portion of it buying a Tesla. Uh some of it's the the name Tesla, Nikolai Tesla, the Tesla brand has uh it, it you know broken into that market in a in a lot better fashion. You've got Elon Musk who is this uh, larger than life uh, character that so many people have idolized. But that's not the only reason. Part of the reason is that the manufacturing of the batteries for Teslas has been done in China with Chinese corporations and a lot lower cost in labor. So I think we've got to think about strengthening America and not just going with a political agenda. And most people have seen those social media uh, informational memes about the amount of diesel it takes to do all the mining for these electric car batteries, And our legislators need to start looking at the truth that this green energy is not so green and they need to quit passing bills and spending to prop up agendas that will later be failures. Go find the articles, folks, I'm telling you. Ford and GM is abandoning more productions of the electric fleets because they're not selling, even though we're subsidizing it. So we've got to start looking at reality and the cost to the taxpayer. They would say what they want to help people that don't have the income. They're creating more and more people that don't have the income because they're taking their money and spending it on agendas that are not effective. Again, the legislature is going into session in another week and a lot of laws and ideas and spending is going to be on the table. And a big chunk of this, A big chunk of the supplemental budget that the governor wants to spend money on is environmental spending that he took from the citizens of Washington, those low-income citizens, the citizens living in their cars, actually, to some extent, because they got the money from a gas tax so that they can try to move away from using gas, which the people he took the money from that are going to and from work barely making ends meet will never own one of those electric cars it's just the reality our lawmakers need to hear from you on it all that being said we will be with you folks again on monday did you hear of the city on the hill said one old man to the other It won't shine bright and it would be shining still But they all started turning on each other. You see, the poets thought the dancers were shallow, and the soldiers thought the poets were weak. And the elders saw the young ones as foolish, and the rich man never heard the poor man speak. And one by one, they ran away, with their made up minds to leave it all behind, and the light and the the city on the hill You have been listening to Right Spokane Perspective. We are sponsored by Right Spokane Perspective LLC and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you.